Alrighty, first up tonight, we love chatting about craft beer and their companies. There's a lot of them out there. It's an enormously popular segment, and each company has their own unique way of standing out from the pack. But our next guest does something completely different in a way I'd never heard of before. Tully Mansfield is the National Sales Manager for Wayward Brewing. One of the ways they produce their beers is to ferment them like wine. It's an interesting concept, isn't it? So let's learn a little bit more. Tully joins us right here in the studio tonight. Hello there. G'day, how are you going? Very well. First of all, tell us about Wayward Brewing. How long have you been around? Exactly what do you do? Wayward, we've been around for, look, in one form or another since, since about 2012, the mm. company was founded. Um, by uh, founder Peter Phillip, uh, we went kind of full swing. Initially, we sort of uh, were doing what's called gypsy brewing. You know, we didn't have our own brewery, so renting tank space from other producers and producing there. But um, uh, probably we're coming up on four years now. We sort of went went full swing with it. Opened our brewery in Camperdown, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and our, our bar and all that sort of stuff. So we've been uh, ticking along since then. And uh, yeah, these um, these new beers uh, part of a range we're calling our Discovery series, where we're focusing on, I guess, uh, barrel fermented, wild fermented, just interesting really trying to push the boundaries of what we think we can do with beer and 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 what a traditional beer looks like and how people perceive it i mean craft beer really isn't it's an evolving beast Mm. isn't it there are so many new ways of doing things and so many styles is it hard to differentiate yourself in a marketplace that has over 600 breweries now yeah, I think absolutely. There's and you know there's there's different ways of doing it. There you know people have their their identities and their beers that they focus on, and uh, you know a, a lot of it comes down to locality and and connecting with the local community as well. People love the idea of supporting something local, but yeah, you know coming up with uh, with innovations and and ways to kind of progress and and push the conversation forward is uh, is a really big part of it. I think you mentioned something earlier called gypsy brewing. Now, for yeah. people who don't know what gypsy brewing is, explain it in a little bit more detail. Yeah, so. I mean, it's it's basically say I, I'm a I'm a brewer. I want to you know get my brand happening. I don't want to just pay someone to brew something for me. I want to brew my own beers, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't have a brewery and I don't yet maybe have the capital that's involved in setting up a brewery. I can basically you know, uh, and there are any number of different breweries who uh, you know host gypsy brewers. But basically, go in and effectively you're you're renting fermenter space. Um, <laughs> so you go in and you yeah you you brew your beer in their brewery, ferment it there, package it off there, do whatever you need to do. Uh, and so it gives you sort of a, a way to ease into the ease into the space without diving straight into, uh, I suppose, a, a enormous capital expenditure because it's a, it's a pricey uh, proposition uh, setting up a brewery from scratch. So. I guess we're kind of like a gypsy radio show, aren't we? We're like <laughs> a little, little slot on the air on a Friday night. Oh, we just do our thing. And unfortunately, we just don't pop into Alan's show or Ray's show. We're, just, we're nicely encapsulated on a Friday night. Indeed, indeed. Well, tell us a bit more, Tully, about this fermenting process. How does it work? Yeah, so these beers, um, I suppose... Uh, for me, my background uh, is in the wine industry. I spent about 10 years working in wine. Uh, and so, look, the, the, the idea for these beers sort of got thrown up at random by uh, by one of our staff members. Of, it goes back a couple of years, the original idea. Where we sort of thought, well, what would happen if we got some, some great mark, you know, skin, seed, stems, you know, and, and just basically chucked that in on top of a beer and we started talking about you know the italian uh winemaking method repasso you know to to repass 
uh, your wine over more skins to mm. increase the intensity and the concentration of flavor. And we started thinking about how we could sort of replicate that idea with a beer. So we, um, yeah, we approached uh, Tyrrell's Wines up in the Hunter, who mm-hmm. uh, I, I have a, a long history with those guys and a lot of love for them. So I uh, gave them a call and, you know, went, look, what if we wanted to get some uh, some mark off you guys? Well, you know, we'll, we'll bring you a few cases of beer, <laughs> which they were pretty happy with, because otherwise it just goes out in the paddock out the back anyway <laughs> once it's uh, once it's done. Um, yeah, so you know, we 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 teed that up. We did a um, the the initial version of this beer was sort of a, a proof of concept that we did uh, probably in the uh, from the 2018 vintage, mm-hmm. uh, and that was we were kind of you know just winging it and going all right, let's give this a go, uh, and then we took the learnings from that into uh, basically a pair of releases from the 2019 vintage Rapasso Bianco and Rapasso Rosso. So effectively, uh, what we've done is we've uh, brewed a uh, a Belgian style farmhouse ale. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've then fermented that on the uh, on the grape mark. Mm-hmm. That's then gone into uh, a pair of twenty four hundred liter oak fooders, mm-hmm. uh, which we also sourced from the guys at Tyrrells, uh, thankfully. Um, and then into that, we uh, also inoculated it with a wild yeast blend. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh, it's had basically six months in barrel uh, with you know some Britannomyces and a whole bunch of funky yeast, which uh, I, I'm sure the the winemakers will absolutely hate to hear that we put Britannomyces <laughs> anywhere near their fruit. But uh, in the context of the beer, it works really well. So I mean, I think the um, the end result is something that you know it, it's it's not quite a, a hybrid of beer and wine it's its own thing it's a little bit wine like but it's getting much more of the textural character than the overly fruit it's interesting character. that you say that and, yeah. and ben i know you'll jump in there but you you've got some samples here and we've got it in our stylish paper cups it looks like beer mm. it smells like wine i haven't tasted it yet yeah you can certainly smell the the the, the grapes coming mm. out of that on the nose I, I wanted to ask you talk about it being in a belgian farmhouse style so mm. is the process that you've undertaken here something that that is accepted overseas is it a process that other people are doing or is this something completely new and innovative look I, we we certainly wouldn't would not claim that we're probably the first to do a a wine beer hybrid or something um you know that that sort of blurs those lines and bridges that gap uh it's you know been things that you know naturally people have probably been experimenting experimenting with for centuries yes um but you know this is the the i suppose the one thing that we think is a real point of difference with these is we haven't just taken some juice and chucked it into a beer it's really the focus was on using the mark and getting those getting that really phenolic textural you know getting the mouth feel out of it um whilst not overtaking the fact that it is a beer before I go on, I want to clarify that I've just tasted this and it, it does taste beautiful, but it does take me back to, you know, King's Cup playing that card game where, you know, you bought all the leftover alcohol from the night into a bowl. In the <laughs> and that's exactly <laughs> what the brewer at, uh, at Wayward was going for there, Luke. But it is. I think, yeah, it's I think li- we wrote that on the bottle, actually. <laughs> no, but it's a little bit beer. It's a little bit wine, <laughs> but it really, it really works. Yeah, yeah, it's certainly something unique. So with a beer like this, which is sort of a hybrid product, are we serving it chilled? Are we serving it room temperature? What's the best way to consume it? product like this i would go sort of uh like a chardonnay serving temperature so you know keep it in the fridge pull it out you know 20 minutes or so before you actually want to serve it just let it come up a little bit so that eight 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 to ten degree mark uh just that'll just help it open up and you know there's there's so much complexity going on there the play between the the wild yeast the oak the the barley the the you know the great mark there's a lot going on so just having it at that slightly warmer you know you don't want it uh it's not a not a nice crisp lager that you want it uh, mm. minus three degrees you talk <laughs> you talk about wild yeast there what effect does say a wild yeast have on on, on a beer as opposed 
to, well, a, a more traditional yeast? Uh, I mean, I guess the the hint is in the name really it's 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 wild it's a bit more unpredictable typically it's it's any it's going to produce slightly funkier you know barn barn housey farmyard kind of characters um but it's it's always going to do its own thing and interact and and continue evolving as well so that's a really interesting thing that we're excited to, uh, about with these beers because they've got that wild yeast in there they're bottle conditioned they're you know they're designed to actually age and mature which a lot of beers aren't but these are designed to they, they will evolve and honestly i think get better over the next six to 12 months that was going to be my next question because i particularly in craft everybody seems to say that fresh is best but with a product like this, you're talking about ageing. How long could it age for? And what would you expect to see the change in product become? Yeah, look, and certainly with most craft, and particularly, you know, with unpasteurised beers, the, the, the mantra definitely is fresh is best. Anything that's a hop-forward, hop-driven style, you want it fresh because that's where you're going to get the biggest impact of flavour. The way this is produced, as I said, you know, with the, the bottle conditioning and the wild yeasts, what we expect will happen evolution-wise over with this over time. It'll uh, it'll continue to dry out. Um, there is still a little bit of kind of residual sweetness and mouthfeel there. The um, the the wild yeast will continue to hit at, hit at that, so it will dry out. It will uh, become a little bit tartar, mm. um, and I think it'll just settle into itself and you know ev- evolve those kind of complex characters that are there already. As for you know how long. You know, I would apply the same rule that I've always applied to wine, which is, you know, don't just buy one bottle and put it away. Buy one, try it now, and, and buy another six and try it every few months. Sporadically. He's the sales manager. <laughs> <laughs> buy 20 of them and try one a month for the next two years, yes. <laughs> I can't argue with that. <laughs> They're from Wayward Brewing. Yeah. Can you remind us what the range is called? Uh, so this is our new Discovery Series range. Uh, as I said, all uh, barrel aged. There's a there's a third beer that we're launching with as well, which is a uh, a whiskey barrel aged Ooh. Imperial Stout. So uh, sort of nine and a half percent, super big, rich, uh, full body dark beer that's spent uh, about six months in some ex Jack Daniels barrels. Uh, so that's kicking off. But yeah, the plan is to basically roll through these as limited releases every two to three months. Something new coming out in addition to our you know core range of beers and and everything else that we uh, that we do. And where can listeners get a ha- uh, get their hands on them uh so you can uh grab some stuff directly from us at our uh cellar bar in Camperdown. Mm-hmm. um but uh also look any any good uh you know uh local craft beer specialist uh bottle shop should uh, should have some in stock and if they don't feel free to send them my way and look anybody who hasn't is in sydney and hasn't been down to the brewery it really is a wonderful little enclave to go and try a whole lot of different sort of products as well it's child friendly it's dog friendly mm. how good's that <laughs> and it's well worth checking out wayward brewing company is the name waywardbrewing.com.au is the website and tully mansfield is the national sales manager tully thank you so much for coming in tonight thanks very much guys appreciate it we'll take a break and come back with much much more here on the food and wine show